Hello and welcome to the Confident Moms podcast. This is the podcast where we talk about all things motherhood and all things confidence. And I am your host, Laura Dry. This is episode number 14, Managing Self-Doubt. Hey, everybody. It's so great to be here. Thank you for being here and for listening. Today on the podcast, we are talking about self-doubt. And I am maybe feeling a little vulnerable with this topic because self-doubt is something that I feel regularly, which is why I wanted to talk about it because I know that I'm not the only one. I want to be a little bit candid about it and just share and just be real. And um, it's a really important piece in confidence. So the first thing that I want to let you know is actually what self-doubt is. And I actually looked up the, um, the dictionary definition and it says, that self-doubt is a lack of confidence in oneself and one's abilities. So I want you to think about where in your life do you lack confidence in yourself and in your abilities? Do you lack confidence in yourself physically? Do you lack confidence in yourself spiritually? intellectually, socially, like where do you lack that confidence in yourself and where in your life do you doubt your abilities? And maybe that comes with some of the identities that you have, like maybe the identity of a mother. Do you lack your ability as a mom? Do you lack your ability as a spouse to be a good spouse or or as communicative as you want to be like, where is that happening for you? Because really when we are working on ourselves, awareness is number one, always. We can't fix something that we don't know and we don't know what we don't know. And so that is such a great place to start. And then to further simplify self-doubt for you, I want you to just think about this, is that aside from being a lack of confidence in yourself and your abilities, self-doubt is just an emotion. So make it less personal by realizing that when you are experiencing self-doubt, It is an emotion in your body. It is a vibration in your body that starts with your thinking. Your thoughts create your feelings. And so at a really simple level, when you are experiencing self-doubt, you are just a human having a human experience. You are a human experiencing a human emotion that all of us experience in some way or another at some times or another. Okay. So nothing has gone wrong here. This is what I want to point out, point out first and foremost, because I think sometimes we have a tendency to label ourselves as, Oh, I am a doubter. 
I have so much self-doubt and we limit ourselves in that because we make it so personal. What if you are just a human that is experiencing self-doubt and by separating yourself from it, you can better recognize it. And when you can recognize that it's happening, that you're feeling it, then there's certain things that you can do to manage it better. And that's what I want to talk about today, how to manage self-doubt. Because we know that we can't overcome this. Like we can't overcome our emotions, meaning we can't live in this perfect utopia of we only feel happiness and love. We are meant to feel all of the emotions. And so we're not overcoming self-doubt. We're just learning how to manage it in healthier ways so that we don't sabotage our growth and our movement in our life. Okay. Self-doubt is only a problem if we allow it to control us and we allow it to stop us from living into who we inherently are and being who we're meant to be. So second guessing, well, I want to just say self-doubt to me always sounds like, or looks like second guessing myself. It looks like having self-defeating thoughts. Another example that I can think of from my life is maybe backing down from sharing or doing what I know is right in the moment because I'm worried about what other people are going to think of me. It's not speaking up because I'm worried about what other people will think about me speaking up. And as I think about how I experience self-doubt, what's really, really important is, you know, realizing that it is an emotion. It's created from my thoughts and it's a vibration in my body and that I'm not my self-doubt. And it's knowing how and where you experience that in your body. And so I want you to drop into yourself you're thinking about self-doubt, um, maybe what I want you to do actually is to not think about self-doubt, but step into feeling self-doubt. When was the last time that you felt it? And where did you feel that emotion in your body? Okay. Can you go there? Where is that vibration coming in your body? And for me, and this is, might be different for you than it is for me, but it's so important to know where you experience your emotions so that they can be kind of an alert to, Hey, this is going on. I'm feeling self-doubt right now. And so for me, I feel self-doubt in my head. And let me kind of talk through this a little bit because for me, self-doubt is a lot of noise in my head. Okay. It comes from a lot of overthinking, I think sometimes, and it also exhibits in my chest. So I get a a tightness in my chest. My shoulders are tense and I'm really distracted. It makes me want to do and be busy rather than sit and feel. And the doing the things that I'm doing when I'm feeling self-doubt are usually things that distract me from feeling it because it's really uncomfortable. And it's usually things that um, 
have me procrastinating what I really, really want to do. So for an example, in my business, I get lots of ideas. I get so many great, like lots of inspiration of ways and things that I can start doing and stop doing and ideas, things that I can create that will help my community of moms be more confident, grow their confidence, feel confidence in their lives. And so often I will receive that inspiration and I will write it down and I will be so excited. And then my brain will get really busy with all sorts of doubts, all sorts of, well, maybe this will go wrong if you do that or right? Like it's just this, it just comes to my head. It's busy in my head. And it's this negative noise in my head of all the reasons why it won't work. I'm not good enough. Like this isn't, this isn't where I should go actually. And so that's how it happens in my head. And then it travels down into my chest. It's this tightness and it's uncomfortable. And I just want to avoid it. And for me, it's so good that I know, I know where I feel self-doubt because when I can recognize it, I can say, oh, hey, self-doubt, there you are again. I must've had a really great idea that the adversary wants me to stop doing. And so here, let's, let's introduce a little doubt. Let's hit her where we know it's going to stop her and hold her up. And for me, it, that is self-doubt. The adversary knows that he can usually beat me down with that. And so it's so good to be aware of the triggers. It's so good to be aware of the vibrations and where you feel that in your body so that you can be like, oh, wait, this isn't a problem. This is just self-doubt. And we can do self-doubt. And I do self-doubt all the time. I'm just not going to do it in front of the TV, or I'm not going to do it cleaning anymore. I'm going to actually just like bring myself back my desk can start working on the thing that I know is so important because I know it's so important because I'm having all of this doubt. Okay. Maybe for you and also for me in my motherhood, it's kind of this, like not doing a very good job parenting this one child. And I have this great idea for how I can love her better or how I can be a better parent. But then that self-doubt comes again, like, well, what if I'm actually screwing her up? Or what if this actually isn't a good idea? Or what if there's resistance to this idea? Or what if my husband's not on board and there's just all of this lack of confidence in myself and my abilities to be the mom that I know that I can be and be the mom that I know that I inherently am and be confident in that role. That is just the self-doubt talking. And it's actually not a problem as long as I can recognize it for what it is, and as long as I can see through it by allowing it in my body and not chasing it away and letting it overtake me. And so I've come up with, I don't even know how many things or how many ways that you can manage self-doubt that I'm going to share with you today. These are things that help me when I'm feeling self-doubt and I'm just going to dive into them. Let me just see. Um, I think there's six or so. So the first one is, this is a plug for coaching. 
because so often I actually miss recognizing what I'm feeling and I miss recognizing the thoughts that are creating it because it actually just seems like the news. It actually just seems like facts of, Hey, I'm screwing up my kid, or this is a really bad idea, or I can't do this seem really factual. And so I miss, I miss realizing that, Hey, this is self-doubt and it's being experienced from the things that I'm thinking. And the things that I'm thinking are actually not in line with who I am. And it just means, Hey, I don't have to let this overtake me. And when I get coached, it's so interesting. I, I met with my coach yesterday actually. And I, um, realized after that coaching session that, Hey, the thing that I thought was the problem wasn't actually the problem at all. And I couldn't see through it. And this is why coaching is so important is we cannot see sometimes when we are in our own emotions and in our own heads, we can't see out of that on our own. We need help a neutral person to be able to say, Hey, this is what's actually going on for you. Can you see this? And getting coached is such an amazing way for us to discover where the self-doubt is actually coming from. What are the beliefs and the things that you are afraid of or experiencing the things you're thinking about yourself or, um, the relationships in your life that are creating the self-doubt and are those things actually true? Coaching is a game changer. The next tip that I have for you is getting enough sleep. And I don't know if you have experienced this, but I definitely experienced this is like, I have this tendency to do. And so it means I stay up later than I want. I'm doing more to try and feel like, okay, I've got a handle of this, these feelings, these, like I'm avoiding these feelings in the doing of all these other things. I stay up too late and maybe I don't get enough sleep. And when I don't get enough sleep, it's really easy to get carried away with that noise in your head. It is for me anyways. Things in my head will snowball and I won't be able to bring myself back out of them. I I like to dive down into worry, um, just more negative self-defeating thoughts sometimes. And I know for a fact for me that when I don't get enough sleep, it's so much easier for me to be dragged down into that negative place and to let my negative um, self-talk, that lack of confidence in myself and the thoughts that create that to get carried away before I stop it, to kind of go for a really long run stop at Tim Hortons and want to continue on. Like that is what happens for me when I don't get enough sleep. And so I cannot stress enough how important it is for you to take care of you and how getting enough sleep for your body. And you will know how much sleep you actually need is so important in managing your self-doubt. The next thing that I want to share is to to not overschedule ourselves. When we do this, when we overschedule ourselves, it leaves little to no time to notice our feelings because we're so busy. Okay, now I've got to do the dishes and now I've got to run this kid here and now I've got 
this presentation and and now I've got this service project I'm doing and now I've got dinner to make and now I've got my husband to spend time with. And it's like, when is the time that you have set aside for you to be able to notice what's going on and to notice how you're feeling? We have to make intentional time for that if we're going to be able to not avoid it because avoiding our emotions happens so easily without us even having to try. It is subconsciously what we're, we've been doing for so long that we miss those opportunities to recognize, Hey, I'm feeling self-doubt right now. That's why I'm feeling so uncomfortable. That's why I'm yelling at my kids. That's why I'm like avoiding my husband. That's why I'm being really hard on myself. And we just go down those roads and create contention in ourselves and in our relationships and in our homes, instead of making a little bit of time, carving out a little bit of time each day for ourselves to recenter, to recognize like, what's going on with me? How am I doing? A little check-in. How am I feeling today? What am I feeling today? And so don't underestimate the power of making room in your schedule for you and not having so much going on that you can't even think straight or have time to check in with yourself. Okay. So important. The next thing that I want to share in this kind of piggybacks on not overscheduling yourself, but are you making room in your life to just be, I know that this is something that I am still working on in my confidence journey, just being, just being is super uncomfortable for me. I don't really know why. I think it's maybe because in the doing of things, I feel like doing sometimes is what makes me feel like I'm good enough or I'm doing enough, which is totally a lie by the way. And maybe we need another podcast episode on that, but, um, When we can leave room in our life to just be, whether that's like we've prepared dinner and we're going to allow ourselves to just sit, enjoy dinner without thinking about the dishes that need to be done after dinner or without thinking about how our kids aren't sitting (laughs) the way we want them to at the table. Like what if we can just drop all of that and allow ourselves to just sit and be and take it all in? And something that helps me just be is realizing that I can't have this moment back. Like I can't, it's going to be gone in a moment. And so can I put my feet on the ground and can I just make room for this moment right now? And when I'm present in this moment, it allows me to make space for more and it allows me to experience abundance in this moment. It also forces me to take stock of me right now and what I am feeling when I make room to just be. Give yourself permission to have your own daily personal time out. And maybe if you're in a season of your life where there isn't time for, you know, 30 minutes or an hour of just you time, what if it is just taking that time at the dinner table to just be, to just experience that dinner with your family, 
without thinking about all of your worries and all of the other things that are going on in your head. It's uncomfortable, but I challenge you to just practice this. And the more you practice it, the easier it will be and the better you will get at it. The next thing is to focus on where you're at. Notice where you are right now. And here's what I mean about this is in motherhood, I think that, or in any area of our life, I think it's kind of natural for us to focus on where we want to be or all the things that we're not doing yet, or all the things that we want in our life that we don't yet have. And it takes intentionality to be able to sit right now and realize, Hey, I'm actually, I actually have so much right now and look at, look at where I am right now and look at the worries that I used to have. And I don't have those anymore. And this is next level for me. Focus on where you're at right now and don't brush it aside. Don't brush even aside the littlest things that you've accomplished. So for me, I, um, I used to be a pretty miserable mom. I used to yell at my kids a lot. I used to be in my head a lot. And there's been so much uncovering that I've been doing as to the thoughts and beliefs that I've had that created some of that overwhelm and anxiety and just unrest and stuckness for me. And in uncovering all of that with my coaches and with just my own confidence journey, I have realized, um, you know, how far I've actually, um, and it really requires that you think about where you used to be, if you want to discover how far you've come. And so often we're looking ahead and we're maybe focusing on where we're still falling short instead of realizing how far we've come. And so I did take stock recently of, oh my gosh, I'm actually living in my ideal life right now. And it's so easy for me to forget that. It's so easy for me to realize, wow, I've come a really long way in managing my emotions with my kids. Don't lose my temper as much as I used to, near as much as I used to. And that is something that I can really be so proud of and grateful at and something that I can focus on to help me realize, hey, it's okay that I feel this self-doubt. It is just a part of, of life. It doesn't mean that I'm less than, and it doesn't mean that I'm not making progress. And it doesn't mean that I'm not, um, progressing and growing. I am and recognizing where I am. Um, I will say too, it's realizing, Hey, I still do lose my temper with my kids. I'm not perfect at that. It is way less than it used to be. And when I do lose my temper, I realize that I'm so much quicker to recognize that I've done that and not blame my reaction or that loss of a temper on my kids anymore. I realize that that's my responsibility and that my kids can't create me losing my temper, that my own thoughts do that. And I take responsibility for that so much sooner 
And for me, that looks like apologizing to my kids. Like, Hey kids, that is not the mom that I want to be. And I'm so sorry that I got upset with you about that. And this is what I was thinking and feeling that, that created that for me. And I just want you to understand that. And I just want to let you know that, that, you know, I understand when you lose your temper and that this is, this is really just part of our human experience here. And I'm not perfect. And I hope that in doing that, I'm, I'm being an example to my kids of, you know what, we don't need to be perfect in order to be good enough. And we don't need to not feel self-doubt in order to be good enough in this life, that it's okay when we're feeling those things. And it's okay when we're feeling those things and we avoid them in all sorts of different ways, as long as we turn again from those things. And so taking time to focus on where you're at, that you are actually doing better than you think you are, even in your self-doubt, that you are making progress. Um, focus on where you're at rather than focusing on where you want to be or on the things that you're falling short in. This is one way that you can help manage your, your self-doubt. Okay. And then, um, I think there's two more things really quick. Talk to yourself more than you listen to yourself. So like I said, for me, self-doubt is very in my head. It's a lot of second guessing. It's a lot of comparing myself to others. And when I notice that going on in my head, it's my job to be like, Hey, Laura, Hey, this isn't true. Like you are doing an amazing job or you can do this thing or recognize the dark powers that are trying to stop you from doing this thing. This must be really important. You can show up as the mom that you want to be. You can be successful in that side hustle thing that you want to do, or you can make time for yourself. You can have hobbies and you can manage your time in the best and useful way for yourself. Talk to yourself more than you listen to yourself, because if you're listening to yourself more, chances are the listening is going to be that negative self-talk, which leads me into the last thing. The last thing is don't feed your negative self-talk. And before I like get into what I mean about that, I, um, I want you to recognize that. Have you noticed that others are really good at pointing out your strengths? My husband is so good at, at letting me know all of the things that I miss about myself, all of the things that I should be appreciating or could be appreciating that I'm not. And so it's actually not enough for other people to point out our strengths and to notice them and to talk to us more than we listen to ourselves. And so don't let others talking to you and cheerleading you and booing you up be the replacement for you talking to yourself because your true confidence is going to come within from within you. So it's very great if others can kind of, you can borrow their confidence in you for a moment but it's actually not going to be helpful in the long run because you have to be willing to believe the things that other people see in you. You have to see those things in you too and be willing to offer them to yourself in your attempts to talk to yourself more than you listen to yourself. And so that is the caveat there. It's not helpful. Other people's beliefs in you are not going to be helpful in the long term unless you're willing to believe some of those things and take them on. And then as that goes with 
So not feeding your negative self-talk. This is what I want you to think about. How are you feeding your negative self-talk? How are you letting it grow? And I want to offer one example of how I think we sometimes let our negative self-talk grow without realizing it. And that is social media. That is influences out in the world that paint a picture of whatever other people are that we compare ourselves to that we decide, oh, we're not enough of that, or we're not doing good enough. It's people who maybe complain a lot and we kind of dive into that same habit of complaining or being negative. Um, don't feed your negative self-talk by eliminating the triggers that magnify it for you. And so if social media magnifies you putting yourself down because you're comparing yourself to others, eliminate that trigger. Nobody is forcing you to be on social media. You don't need to be there. If it's causing um, a net negative result for you in your life. Okay. I just want you to know that overcoming self-doubt is not the goal here. We are going to feel this emotion, just like we feel all of the human emotions. It's part of the human experience. But what I can attest to is that when you are less resistant to feeling self-doubt, you will be able to manage it better because you will be aware of it and you will know that it's there. You will recognize what it is for what it is. And when you notice it, you can say, Hey, I'm feeling self-doubt. And then you can try some of these tips and suggestions that I've shared with you today on this podcast. And you can see which ones work for you as you try to manage your self-doubt. One last thing, as you work on this, as you try some of these tips out and apply them to your own life, please offer yourself compassion. Please remind yourself that nothing has gone wrong when you doubt yourself. Nothing has gone wrong when you feel this way. You are a human having a human emotion. And what's important to know is that in having these human emotions, they aren't who we are, that we don't have to let them control us. We can be the watcher of these emotions and recognize that self-doubt is just a vibration in, in my body. I am not self-doubt and it is not a part of my identity. All right, guys, this is what I have for you today. Thank you so much for listening and we will see you right back here next week for another episode. If you are ready to grow your confidence, get unstuck or feel better so that you can become happier in your motherhood and all the other areas of your life, then I would love to invite you to come work with me. Head on over to lauradrycoaching.com to learn more, access all my free content, or book a consultation with me. You deserve confidence, and I would love to help you access yours.